The school year is right around the corner, and I hope you got your kids some nice new face masks. Also, Monty Williams is back in the news, and that's wonderful, and we're going to talk about it. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. If you can hear my dog barking in the background, <laughs> sorry about that. This is my beautiful wife, Nikki. And we've got a good show for you guys today. And I know we mentioned face masks in the beginning, but don't worry, this is going to be <laughs> good news. We are sticking to the good news. So before we dive in, honey, is there anything you would like to say? I don't have any uh, big news or prayer requests. I can't really think of anything new right now, but just would remind you guys to like and subscribe and follow and comment on things and get in discussion together on these topics. Definitely. So don't have any specific prayer requests right now. Um, a praise report, I suppose, of, of a sort. We're working through some new tech here on the show. If you can see why I'm, why I'm smiling so much if you're watching, <laughs> I love tech. Um, <laughs> what you may not know about me is I'm a huge tech nerd to my wife's uh, demise, I suppose, and our bank account's demise. But I love tech. Picked up a new piece of software that, God willing, is going to make our podcasting life easier. And it's all because we want to bring you guys the best content we can. And I'm learning this stuff on the fly. You know, I, I edit everything myself, which is why it's probably not the best. But we're getting there. We're working on it. And hopefully this new piece of software is going to help us make it a little bit better. That's the plan. Save me a lot more time, hopefully, in the end. So if you don't like the way the content sounds and looks right now, stick with us. We are improving it day by day. And God willing, it will be, I don't know who, Joe Rogan level in no time. So, <laughs> but like you said, yeah, make sure you subscribe, follow, um, whatever platform you're on. If you can leave us a review, um, leave some comments there as well. That would help us out a lot. You know, our whole lives are governed by algorithms. So that helps that out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then also, if you're watching this or listening for the first time, we have new episodes that come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the podcast. And then occasionally we'll have like random one-off episodes that we kind of just on a whim decide to put together. So make sure you're subscribing if you want to get all of those. Um, and then the last thing, please pray for, oh, I guess this is a prayer request. So next Friday, we're working on an interview with a, the fellow that I happened to meet, a good Christian man that I happened to meet on Twitter of all places. I uh, mm -hmm. had a very interesting um, thing that he was talking about, piqued my interest, so we kind of got to know each other a little bit there. And he's going to be coming on next week and should be pretty good, I'm hoping. So pray for us there that, you know, that's beneficial to us and to you, of course. So that's all we got mm -hmm. there. So today... The first story that we want to mention is Monty Williams, as we talked about back in the news. And if you've been with us for a little while, you'll recall a week or two ago, maybe a little bit more, we mentioned him in a previous article about what a good godly man he was and someone that you can root for if you're mm -hmm. a sports fan and you just don't really know where to turn. Well, mm -hmm. Monty's back in the news and it seems like every time he's in the news, it's good news. So if you want to read this headline, honey, and we will go over it. Yeah, uh, it says uh, sons 
um, head coach Monty Williams visited the Bucks' locker room minutes after losing the title to congratulate them in a stunning display of sportsmanship. Yeah, it kind of made me chuckle <laughs> there. Like, what's funny is they say it's this stunning display of sportsmanship. Yeah. That's just sportsmanship. <laughs> like, yeah, traditionally, that's just sportsmanship. We kind of spend all of our time in the sporting world and sports news world, you know, focusing on these like self entitled athletes like the LeBron James and the Conor McGregor's of the world yeah, that don't be, have any sportsmanship. It should be a common thing, but like, Sportsmanship is so rare now. Like when you see it, you have to applaud. You're like, my God, this man <laughs> has sportsmanship. You know, but we forget like this is what sportsmanship is. You know, sports used to have sort of a place in this country for kind of teaching life lessons to young men and women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things like how to play fair and not be like a sore loser. Like congratulate the other team. Like. It's just being a team player. Like, those things aren't taught anymore. Like, you can't look up to other sports players to learn those things anymore, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of what we would put kids in sports for back in the day. Like, you'd learn how to, you know, Mm -hmm. be gracious in defeat or whatever, you know, humility after a loss and these sorts of things and hold your head up after you lose. Like, life lessons that we're all going to go through, you know, seems to have gone by the wayside but not for monty williams so rather than giving your attention you know to these like glory seeking fame seeking athletes Mm -hmm. give some love and attention to the people that are doing it the right way and that seems to be monty williams yeah Um, and i think sports is really a good thing um for kids to be in because it they're gonna quickly learn how to lose and still keep their head up and be happy for the other team. Like, they're going to get to experience both sides of that very quickly and often. Yeah, I mean, sports should still have a place for that. So um, if you want to just read these last couple articles here, honey? Yep. Or these last little bit of the article? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just minutes after the Suns' crushing loss, Williams walked into the Bucks. Locker room to congratulate his opponents on their hard-fought victory. With Bucks players and coaches decked out in goggles and awaiting sparkling wine, Williams spoke with grace, thanking the team that was in the middle of a celebration he had undoubtedly hoped to be hosting for his own team. I don't want to take away from the celebration, Williams said. I just wanted to come and congratulate you guys as a man, as a coach. You guys deserved it, and I'm thankful for the experience. You guys made me a better coach, made us a better team. Congratulations. That's so nice. (laughs) Like That's a godly man. Like That is what godly character looks like. You know, it's sort of like this walking out the fruit of the spirit. This is basically like walking out the fruit of the spirit in sort of your everyday situations, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Galatians... 522 through 23 tells us that, you know, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, gent- or goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the thing yeah. is, like, you don't have to wait for some harrowing trial in your life to show right. the fruit of the spirit. Um, you can show it every day in these little, you know, obviously the NBA finals isn't a little situation, but in these normal day-to-day situations that you have. Mm-hmm. So people want to see how you're going to react to loss. 
Yeah, everybody I mean, was watching. One. Everybody loves to be happy and gracious and, you know, feign humility when they're winning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you see the LeBron James of the world that don't shake hands, walk off the court, and then here's another, <laughs> you know, another man in the same situation going out of his way to go and tell people how, you know, great they were and how impressed he was. All these sorts of things, mm-hmm. like, just Those awesome. little things can make a big impact. Yeah, I mean. The it, people who, you know, who were there. I guarantee if you're away. a free agent in the NBA coming up soon, Bonnie Williams might look like a, a decent coach to go play for. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so kudos to Monty Williams. Every time he comes up in the news, it's good news. So there is still someone to root for in sports. But uh, the next headline that we have here. Um, <laughs> it's a coming from uh the president so if you want to read this headline honey yeah and i was kind of confused when i was reading it because i am quoting biden so i think he kind of like didn't know what he was saying no of course he does and so i was like what does he mean (laughs) i'll just read it everyone over the age of well start with the headline real quick i thought that was it no oh okay Okay, well, the the headline is different. It's the quote I was confused on. But the headline says, Biden hints at coming CDC guidance recommending children younger than 12 to wear masks in school. Yep. And then he says, everyone over the age of, under the age of 12 <laughs> should probably be wearing a mask in school. That's probably what's going to happen. Biden said Wednesday during a televised town hall meeting. And so. I just want to read this last paragraph. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those older than 12, eligible for one of three COVID-19 vaccines granted emergency authorization by the FDA, but who have not received their shots should also cover their faces in school, according to Biden. Yet the pri- the, the president was realistic there may be issues with mom or dad being honest. Those religious extremist <laughs> parents that aren't going <laughs> to let their kids. So yeah. now how is this good news, right? And we realize we're sort of walking a fine mm, line this here. This is never this good, good news, news to talk about it. you got to put your spin on it. <laughs> yeah, but when we read this, um, you know, I think the future of education uh, is in your home. You know, mm-hmm. I think with the way online education, distance learning is, you know, states are completely broke for the most part. And yet they're trying to, you know, pay rent and leases yeah. on these hundred massive buildings throughout the state. Like, I don't think traditional school is the future. I think homeschooling is the future. And yeah, um, yeah we have the resources for it now. Like we have everything at our hands that we would need. And Honestly, the way I hear teachers talk about how they don't have enough government funding for the school and they don't even, you know, they're like not even handing pencils out to kids or counting how much paper kids can have. Like I hear it from all all teachers. Like our children are a burden to the school system is what it is. They can't afford our kids. But well, and truthfully, the school system is a burden to our kids. Yeah, um, yeah. In our opinion, not. And obviously, you got to caveat everything, right? Like, there's good teachers in the world and all that sort of stuff. But of course, yes. The reason we think this is good news is because whatever drives you 
to actually pull your kids out of public schools, um, even if it seems like a bad thing in the moment, I think will ultimately be for the better. So mm -hmm. right now you're like, oh my God, my kids got to wear a face mask to school again. Yeah, that sinks. But let that frustration drive you to being like, you know what? I'm just keeping them home mm -hmm. full time with me. That's what we want. And in our mind, like we were talking about with uh, before this, it's kind of like, you know, if you get hurt or something and go into the doctor and while you're there for this like minor injury or illness, they find something deeper like, oh, if you wouldn't have come in for allergies, we wouldn't have realized you had cancer, you know, like, thank God you came in. And I feel like <laughs> that's the way this is like this stupid mask mandate yeah. is going to drive, hopefully drive you to be like, yeah, that's the straw that broke. You're the protecting back. them from something else yeah. that's that they're planning. So, education. you know, with us, obviously we're talking to Christians. So this is going to be on a more Christian level of pulling your kids out of school and why it's beneficial. Um, mm -hmm. But even if you're not Christian, I mean, I still think the future of education is homeschooling. Um, mm -hmm. But definitely for Christians, you need to pull your kids out of these state run schools sooner rather than later. You know, mm -hmm. and the thing is, like, we've been seeing these stories um, pop up a lot lately. And I'm sure you have as well, where these parents are you know, they're going to these school board meetings and town halls and they're just, you know, giving an earful to these board members about all sorts of things, you know, the the perverse things that they're teaching our children, the critical race theory, the homosexuality mm -hmm. in the schools. And they're, you know, going to town on these board members and it makes for great video, viral video and all that. But I don't know if it act like it doesn't really do any good if you're not actually willing to take that next step and pull right. your kid out. Why just sit there and complain? Like, you can take them out. This is something you have complete control over if you want to homeschool them. And I know that people have set up what it should look like, but it's different for everybody. Like, you don't have to have a classroom-type setting in your home in order to homeschool. No, not no. at all. Um, and that's the thing against, for most arguments against homeschooling it's all fear-based mm -hmm. um yeah and the thing is is like we as christians and believers we're supposed to live by fear or by faith and not fear um mm -hmm. and then just not to mention right we get all this fear about homeschooling mm -hmm. but our public education sucks mm -hmm. like um the numbers have been dwindling for years um, we'll have articles linked but we're nowhere near you know the peak of public education performance in this country. So it's not like you're pulling your kids out of Harvard um, to homeschool them. You're pulling them out of a terrible situation. And we'll have all this stuff linked if you guys want to go check some of these articles out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've always been, you know, the first thing people ask, like, oh, well, how will they socialize with other people? And it's like, well, maybe I don't want them socializing with the people at school. Like, it's not about that. It's no, and take them to church. They'll socialize. Get them involved in athletics or sports. They'll socialize. Like, yeah, that's super easy. There's, to take the care school of. shouldn't be the only place they socialize. Is my point when I respond to people who say that to me. They just immediately like question, like like I haven't thought of that or something, and it feels insulting. Like you don't well, think I know how to take care of my kids in that way like you can give people all the arguments and they'll agree with you that like ah, public education's not great you know all these sorts of things 
but then they'll always fall back on like, well, you know, kids got to socialize. Like, as if somehow you're like, well, I mean, I'd send my kid to hell just so he could get a couple of friends. Like socializing is not the be all end all. Right. Because here's the funny thing is if you've had a lot of kids, you generally know this, like your kids are who they are. Like our kids all have lived in the exact same house under the exact, we have four kids, the exact same parenting situation, environments, everything is exactly the same. And they're four completely different personalities. Some are more Mm -hmm. introverted. Some are more outgoing. Some make friends easily. Other ones don't. It doesn't make a big difference. Like you're not going to somehow turn your kid from being the most sociable kid on the planet to a complete hermit because you homeschooled him. So like it's complete fear base. Mm -hmm. You know, the other one you hear a lot is like, well, I'm not a teacher, right? You know, I don't know how to educate them. Well, the good news for you is um, we can introduce you if you want. It's called the Internet. Uh, (laughs) You may be unfamiliar with it, but everything that you could ever need is right there. And most of it's free. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And most things in life you you're going to learn just from doing life. Like people say, well, they go grocery shopping and they bring their kid and they say, all right, you tally this up and we're doing a budget and you got to add on the tax. And they figure that out in real life environments and not just reading in a book about a situation or, yeah. And I hear a lot of moms say, and I've said this before and it, I've been convicted about it saying I could never homeschool because I don't have the patience for it. That's like saying, I don't have the patience to teach my kid anything. Like you taught him how to ride a bike, a bike. That's a little frustrating, but there's joy in it. There's joy in, in satisfaction in seeing your kids succeed at anything. And when you, you know, you, you taught them the ABCs, you teach them songs and they memorize it. Like, why do we say that this is impossible and why do we say we don't have the patience for it um well, isn't that one of the other, fruits of the spirit it is and why would spirit. we say we don't have and plus god gave those kids to you and if you desire to homeschool them he's going to give you the grace to do it because where we are weak well we're going to confess yes we are weak in this area we haven't been built up in this area at all we've been beaten down and saying we're not adequate when god gave them to us and if we want to do it, he's going to give us the grace to do it. Yeah. And the thing is, like, there's there's tiers and there's levels to homeschooling to where if you don't think you have the time, ability, whatever happens to be. Like, when we started homeschooling, we did the traditional, like, normal public curriculum, public school curriculum, just on a computer at home. So they had teachers, live lessons every day mm-hmm. that they would do. You can have that, It was too. completely the same thing they learned in a public school. They just learned from their computer. So that's like a super easy mm-hmm. tier, you know, then you can obviously go all the way into where, you know, yeah, you know, you're teaching them everything yourself. So you can structure it, whatever works best for you. But, um, and then also, I mean, the internet, there's so many free options, so many things that you can teach kids with games and free programs and all this sort of stuff. Not to mention what we liked is all the extra things that you can teach them that they don't learn in school. Like, the real things they're going to learn. I'm actually going to link a video down in the, des- the description from an old, my old tech YouTube channel. But on that channel, I did a sort of uh, homeschooling ideas, like outside the box homeschooling ideas, mm-hmm. things that you can teach your kids and have them learn that are real life applicable skills that they can take to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. You know, things like, uh, you know, 3D design, completely free and easy to 
not easy, but completely free and <laughs> able to learn yeah. at home on a computer, like these sorts of things. So we'll have that linked. We'll have the program that our kids are taking this year linked. It's not free, but it's relatively affordable. Yeah. Um, you know, and then another thing that you always hear a lot or you see a lot is maybe both parents work um, and they, you know, they can't afford to stop working one of the parents, you know, so the great thing about that situation, depending on the kid's age, it's going to be, you know, a determining factor. But like, if you're over, if your kids are over 12, 13 years old, like they can stay home alone. It's not the end Mm -hmm. of the world. And you can do school in the evenings. Like there is no set time. You can do school on the weekends. You can do school the entire year. So you spread it out a couple days a week. And they'll they get probably everything get, they need. I think they'll get through it faster because they have more one-on-one help and there's less distractions because they're not in a classroom with over 20 kids. Yeah, So it so. really won't take as long. They'll get it easier and they won't be afraid to ask questions because they trust mom and dad. They're not going to feel embarrassed. Yeah, and if you don't know how to find the answer for it, again, the internet is a wonderful <laughs> place. So that's the thing. Like, however you slice it, and again, this is sort of us, maybe I guess a little bit of preaching at you guys, but like, man, we have to stop sending our kids to these state run, like God removed institutions for eight hours a day. And then we're pulling our hair out when the kid comes home or whatever. And years later, they've walked away from the faith. Well, they've been mm-hmm. saturated in it for 12 mm-hmm. years, eight hours a day. You know, in our country, it's losing its way. It's losing its faith. And what we hope, and kind of, the, again, the reason why we started this is we want this sort of like religionless Christianity family um, to sort of be the difference. You know, that's what it's going to take, you know, a couple, a small group of people. And obviously homeschooling is not terribly small, but it's too small. Um, but we could be the catalyst that starts turning this nation back to God by pulling our kids out of these institutions where they brainwash them and propagandize them for um, 12 years and start raising them in the way that they should go mm-hmm. according to us and yes. our faith, right? Like we don't need president Biden to tell us how to raise our kids yeah. and how to educate our kids. And it is seek first his kingdom and all, all the other things God will take care of. So if we're seeking first God's kingdom in trying to raise our kids up in Christ, cause that isn't happening at school. The, school and all the influences that are like they're pulling them away from christ they are they not that the kids are intentionally doing that but there's a lot of worldliness so so i think we need to seek first the kingdom and in raising our kids um just looking at it that way and trusting god is going to care for all the the learning part that they would be you know the things you want them to learn they won't be learning nonsense, at least. No, and, you know, it starts with us. It starts with you. Like, the thing is, the catalyst that turns the nation around isn't going to be, like, some funny Facebook meme or, like, <laughs> retweeting a Ben Shapiro tweet. Not that we don't love a good meme and a Ben Shapiro tweet. We definitely like them. But, like, that's not going to be what yeah. changes the country. It's going to be individual action yeah Yeah. one household at a time one family at a time and then sharing your experience your thoughts your um, faith with the circle that god's put you in Mm -hmm. you know and then that's 
how we're going to grow these things. That's what the idea of, we all love to say grassroots, everything's grassroots, but like, that's actually the way grassroots work is just these small communities coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, it seems scary. We're told to be fearful of it and all these sorts of things, but it's just like everything God does for us, right? He makes a way where there seems to be no way. You know, mm-hmm. we just take a step in whatever direction he's calling us to, and he just makes it happen. And homeschooling will be no different. And I I believe your kids will be better for it. Your family will be better for it. Your faith will be stronger for it because it'll have to be. Yeah. My just, God, it'll have to be. Hey, just do it and see see what God does, you know. Give God a chance to move instead of just being in fear and looking at your skills and how adequate you are just god wants to bless you he wants to do right by you so you're doing it for his glory and you're trusting him definitely do you have any last words on this topic honey before we close this episode out Mm, i had something i forgot though (laughs) all right yeah just you know again we want this to be good news and we think kind of Keep nudging you guys, and in our opinions, maybe you'll you'll make that plunge. And to us, that is good news. The more kids in this country we can get out of public school, um, we think is for the better. So make sure you stay tuned, like, and subscribe. Next Friday, we should have that interview coming up, which should be pretty good. But that's all we got for you guys. Love you. God bless. <laughs>